This is Hearts of Oak Podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic free society. And we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going. And today we have a special, we have David Vance midweek. Not weekend, midweek. David, thanks so much for joining us tonight. <laughs> yeah, absolute <laughs> pleasure. As always, Peter, anytime, anywhere. I've explained this before. Yep, always happy to be here on Hearts of Oak. We obviously can find David at David Vance on Getter and everywhere else and at DVATW on Twitter, which is where you're causing havoc and wreaking a storm. And I see that your uh, impression, your reach actually is really going uh, quite through the roof on Twitter. Maybe touch on that before we actually get on to our event coming up in London on the 12th of December. Well, it's it's all about talking to people, isn't it? I mean, ultimately, that's what we're we're doing. We want to engage in conversations, and Twitter, for what it's worth, is is, is an interesting place to have conversations. Um, you know, this last sort of month has been a, a wild rock and roll ride for me in Twitter. My impressions were shooting up towards a hundred million, and then. Then I think I've attracted a, a little bit of a shadow ban in, in the past week or so for um, a, a particular video that I we retreated. It didn't. It was there before me, but apparently um, some things uh, can cause a bit of grief. But yeah, Twitter, Twitter still it's still relatively fun, you know, uh, under Musk. So people complain about the imperfections of all social media, but I kind of go, Peter. Well, take. Use it as best you can. Do you know? And if people people like it, ultimately they'll come to you. And uh, I'm very happy with the thousands of new people that have been following me in the past month or so. It's all good. And I mean, probably half them hate me, mind you. <laughs> but uh, as long as they don't catch up with me, and I'll always be ahead of them, then uh, then that's okay. How could you hate David Vance? But that's a whole other topic of a video, so we'll not go there. Um, let's start, David. We had a. Uh, a number of conversations over the last few months and um, have decided to go for an event. Let me bring that up, talk about that, maybe talk about some of the other great events that we've seen across the UK. And I think there's a dearth, a lack of these type of events across the UK, but some individuals have been plowing ahead and doing some great events all across the country. But let me bring up, this here is Hold the Line challenge the narrative uh, live in london 12th of december andrew bridgen mp carl benjamin lotus eaters uh, and your hosts for the evening are mr david vance and myself uh sponsored by quantumhypno.com a lot to get into um david maybe talk about uh, the individuals, because I think they both bring something quite different. One, the focus on media, of course. Um, Carl has been involved in in politics in UKIP, and Andrew Bridgen, an MP who has suffered by speaking out, both suffered from cancel culture. Um, but uh, I think it's better maybe to focus on some of the issues they bring as opposed to uh, being cancelled. But yeah, maybe. Let's start with 
Andrew Bridgen, MP, uh, the MP that is not allowed to speak. Um, what are your thoughts on Andrew? We've obviously seen Andrew being vocal on vaccine harms, on WHO, uh, that chipping away, I guess, at our, our sovereignty. Um, Andrew Bridgen, why, what do you like about Andrew Bridgen? Well, to be honest, out of a, a parliament of 650, he was the only MP who stood up and asked fundamental questions of the executive. And that is the, that is the nature of parliamentary democracy. The fact it doesn't happen apart from him tells you all you need to know. So Andrew, to me, is a unique individual. Uh, he's been, I think, you know, been very courageous uh, by by asking the questions. And I think he suffered because of that, not least by his own party deselecting and all of that. And um, I, I think that, actually, Peter, the thing that surprises me most is the, all MPs have constituents. I mean, that's the nature of the game. So every MP at Westminster will have had constituents who have suffered adverse reactions to vaccines and also potentially have died because of vaccines. So it seems to me, why, Peter, what would stop, why is that even controversial to talk about that? And yet it's completely controversial. It's verboten. I must not talk about, about this topic at all. And then once you get into, well, they talk about the topic and talk about the reactions and talk about the deaths, the jabs, all that. But then you talk about the more substantive issues, like as you mentioned, you know, um, exactly where does political supremacy come from? Is it the World Health Organization via its pandemic treaty? I mean, what, what are the factors feeding into the so-called democracy that we have? And Andrew, as I say, to me, he's been certainly, you know, almost unique in terms of the standing up and speaking against essentially the, the narrative, which is the nature of our event. We're calling it, you know, uh, hold the line, challenge the narrative. Well, Exactly, because you hold a principle, a fixed principle in life, if you can, and set of them, and you defend them. You don't just roll over and say, ah, yeah, easy life, say nothing. And and in my opinion, challenging the narrative is helpful to people because uh, people want to hear different points of views. Hence, the reason to have Andrew there, to give him a public forum, to be able to get his views out to hopefully as wide an audience as possible. And um, yeah, that's the reason for Andrew. But I do think that, you know, it is shameful that he has been treated as he has. I think that he's raised some great questions. And, um, you know, I, I just wish there were 649 like him. A hundred percent. And the um, the the website you can get it is tickettailor.com. Uh, of course, David has links in his social media feeds. We at Hearts of Oak have links in all our social media feeds. Um, and I was I was I was surprised. I, I've been surprised throughout the lockdown, and I think the lockdowns have uh, possibly been even more destructive and telling than the push on vaccines. But um, the the lockdowns, uh, I think at one point there were 16 MPs, 12 Conservative, 4 DUP, who actually opposed the lockdowns. And Andrew has been, uh, at the beginning, he thought they were a good thing, vaccines. He thought lockdowns are possibly a good thing um, and has moved over. And I think it's essential that we, as we get information that we are allowed to change our opinions. And Andrew is one of those who initially thought this was a good thing because of an, an attack that we faced. 
Anna's now moved away and changed his mind. I think that's important. His story is important. Yeah, but that's so true, Peter. That th- there's this danger of being sort of purity spirals, where the only people that we should listen to are the people who who oppose lockdowns from day one. Well, yes, I respect those people. I was one of them, you know. But but your point is actually much more important than that. The, people are people learn. People take in evidence. And, and Andrew, I'm sure, recognizes that the lockdowns, you know, with all the evidence that we've seen, were extremely damaging, as you say. And, and I'm conscious of the people that follow me. I have followers who lost loved ones during that lockdown. So I totally get how annoyed they, they are about the, the whole thing. It's very emotional for them. You know, there's a grave to be visiting because of lockdowns. So, uh, but... The journey of redemption, we have to provide it to everybody. And and so, I mean, Andrew has made that journey and has been outstanding in, in, in doing so. Um, and, and asking questions about everything. I mean, we have this ludicrous uh, circus, the COVID inquiry, which is just laughable. And, and, and we've gotten more good information coming out of Andrew Bridgen than we'll ever get out of that inquiry. And that tells you something as well. Andrew is essentially pushing back against what the establishment view is. And for that, I think he's to be commended. So, okay, didn't get it right from day one. So what? Who gets it right from day one? And ever? I sure as heck don't. I doubt even you do, Peter. So, you know, we're all entitled to um, learn and then change, well, change direction, change opinions. That's okay by me. And, and so I honestly, and I appreciate I've got friends who fall into the category of, well, they all opposed the, he didn't oppose the, the lockdowns. But but I just think, you know, honestly, we need to be a bit broader than that. And certainly, you know, I would invite people who want to talk about, who, who feel strongly about that, come along, come along on the, on the night and, and, and ask Andrew if, if, if there's things that, you know, concern you. But I believe it's genuine and he's genuine and I believe he is, uh, he's done as much as you can expect from one MP. 100%. Um, let's go touch on Carl. Um, and I just uh, realised at we're, we're at Heart of Oak on Getter, on Gab, on Truth, and at Heart of Oak UK on Twitter, just as David couldn't yeah, get the name across everything. Uh, neither could we, unless you're a Ghanaian football team, uh, which <laughs> you learn these things when you go on. But anyway, Carl... Yeah. Benjamin, uh, I I don't think you've actually been to a studio yet, have you, David? No, I haven't been down there yet. No. no. Okay, you, you need. Uh, we'll need to change that because what Carl has built is quite incredible. Um, uh, I obviously knew him back in UKIP days, uh, whenever I was running the European campaign 2019, and Carl uh, campaigned. Uh, actually just threw himself in and someone who hadn't been in the political space, it was intriguing to watch someone who just threw themselves in and got engaged, had town hall events uh, all across the Southwest and just made it happen. But now he's moved on. That was post his Sargon of Akkad, which was his YouTube persona, and then on to Lotus Eaters. Um, And the the studio, what they've set up there in, in Swindon is... So good. They have a, a great full-time staff. They're doing many videos. They're doing written pieces. They have their daily podcast at one o'clock on Lotus Eaters. Um, but it's it's interesting when you talk to Carl, 
one-on-one, you realize actually is he is passionate about this. He cares about history. He cares about culture, cares about heritage, uh, is concerned as a family man, someone with kids is concerned of his family, his children growing up and what they take away from that. But I think what he's built Lotus Eaters is one of the strongest anchors we have in the media space here in the UK. Totally. I mean, I think Carl's to be absolutely mm. commended. I, I do remember the 2019 year, um, elections when Carl stood at the, um, down and uh, I, I took my hat off to him. I thought he did really, really well. And of course, naturally, you track the slings and arrows and all of that. But but I, I vividly remember that. And I did listen to sorry, when he was Sargon of a cat as well, which uh, all of that stuff. But but the Lotus Eaters is taking the whole thing on to a new level. And I think it's to be commended. Not only that, I think it's kind of part of the future of what we have to do. We, we cannot, Peter, and, and you know that, and people watching this know that, we can't rely on the mainstream media. I mean, they're... They're just total out-and-out propagandists, and they won't provide voices even like Carl. They wouldn't allow Carl to be on. They wouldn't sure as hell wouldn't allow me to be on. Um, so we have to carve out alternative spaces. Another reason for doing this event, and, and my, you know, as I think as we've discussed, I think you can you can do it, and if you create what that fantastic operation he's created down in uh, in, in in Swindon, um, that that's one way to do it. And then you can have all kinds of conversations on a daily basis with a big audience. Alternatively, or in addition to that, you can do live things like we're trying to do, whereby, again, we can have conversations to loads of people, um, hopefully around the country, if we can be successful in this first one. And, and, and it's all about kind of... You know, smashing the Overton window. I don't want to just get through. I want to smash it in a million pieces. Carl's kind of doing that in his own way. And uh, so, yeah, I think he plus I, I do like uh, I mean, he's also, as you know, he's on he's on the social media uh, as himself. And uh, I, do, I do enjoy it. He, he knows how to write uh, a punchy uh, tweet. <laughs> Which is great because uh, that's um, something I enjoy so much. And yeah, I mean, he's very passionate, as you say, really into history, he's really sort of clued up in that there. And that's the thing. I mean, not enough. I mean, maybe something we can talk to him about. Isn't it sad that so people and so many people in our country don't know their own history? And if you don't know your own history, you don't know what you've lost till it's gone. So yeah, I mean, that's why Encard's a great guy to have uh, coming to this event in London uh, in December. And we will, of course, as you touched on, David, our, our plan is to do it across the country. And people say, why have you not done elsewhere? Well, you start somewhere and you move on from that. But yeah. let you said Carl's tweets. Let's bring up this uh, tweet. And Carl, just put this out. This should be a spectacular event. I think it's worth talking about Britain as a country occupied by various forces and what we can do to push back. When we went with Hold the Line Challenge and Narrative, that opens up a lot. And the conversation around that is vast. And I, I love the way that Carl is talking about actually, what does it mean to be British or what does it mean to be English, uh, which is another part of that conversation, um, and a country occupied by various forces. And I, I love it. I think Carl, I just, um, 
when you look at different commentators, some you think actually maybe they've crossed over a line. I think Carlos adapt at staying kind of within certain boundaries and calling things out as they are. And I know uh, often we can get criticism when we uh, talk about culture, Britishness, Englishness, what that means. And I think Carl's tweet here, uh, it's worth talking about Britain as a country occupied by various forces and what we can do to push back is essential. And, and that's what it is about reclaiming what it means to be British. Well, absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, that's an excellent uh, uh, tweet, tweet from Carl. And, and of course, he's absolutely right that our country is under all kinds of stresses and strains and parts of it look unrecognisable at this point. I wonder what they'll be like in 10, 20 years' time. I mean, the point about it is that we, we, this is a great time. It's never been more important to talk about the future of our country than now. And as you say as well, with, and this is what's great about, about Carl, um, to talk in a knowledgeable and, and, and kind of uh, informed way. So, you know, it, it, it's, re it's, re it's reasonable to ask questions about all sorts of the, the all kind of many issues that we we we, we talk about on a regular basis, and uh, I'm very pleased that he put it that way because uh, the country, the UK as a whole, but England and maybe England in particular, I think it, you know it's, it's particularly the place that's changing maybe the most, yeah. and then we need to discuss well why is that and wh where will it end and by the way we, we we as you say we've chosen london as the first place well because i, I mean uh it is the the alleged capital of the uk <laughs> it didn't seem unreasonable to go to and, and actually a degree of courage as well going to london are you mad but don't worry we'll all be wearing our uh, our stab vests but uh, uh going to london to start with uh, and there's a big catchment area there. So hopefully, you know, we can then, as you said, Peter, um, bring events like this to, to, I'd like to bring to every part of the UK, uh, you know, Wales, Scotland, and even even here in Northern Ireland, if that were possible, uh, but certainly up to the north of England, down to the southwest, all of that. So folks, if you want to see this, things like this happen, uh, get yourself along to the first one and that'll ensure that there will be further ones, you know, but uh, yeah, Carl, the, these are the big questions. If you think about it under the, the, the umbrella of this event, th there's so much discussion to be had on so many topics because it covers everything because all we get is the narrative, the narrative, narrative shoved down our throats. Um, there's loads of people, not, not just you and me, loads of people out there who challenge it. And, and, and I love that. And I love the fact that if we can, in our way, by doing these things, bring their voices to other people. And I've, I, mean, I can tell you, I know there's, I mean, Carl's got a lot of people that really rate him out there. And I have people uh, who already said to me, we're coming to, to London, David. Uh, we want to see Carl. So, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, that, and that, 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 that's testimony to uh, his strength and to the work that he's been doing. For, for for quite a few years, to be fair. It's, it's not just an overnight sensation. He's been at it a long time. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, Carl Benjamin. Well worth coming to see. Let me bring, so people can obviously go on to uh, Ticket Taylor, and that's what you will find. TicketTaylor.com forward slash events forward slash David Peter events. Of course, all the links are in the description. You click on and it brings up and all the details are there. Um, I think maybe, David, the importance of having events. Uh, I think in the last three years, uh, people have been 
lulled into a, a, a kind of false sense of security online and thinking actually that engagement, that personal connection, you don't really need that. You, you can work from home, you can consume media online, you don't need that personal connection. And it's something that we've talked about, the importance of after we've spent so much time in the online space and educating, equipping uh, with the public online, I think actually it's essential that you also have that public. Um, and that also comes with a, a cost. You can sit online as long as you can pay your electricity bill and you have a device, a yeah. phone or a computer, then you can consume it. Um, but actually when you go outside into public space, uh, there is a, a, a financial cost. And that's why we are charging for the event because as much as David and I would love it, we don't own large venues across the country. No, I, I, maybe you do. Maybe you own a castle up there in, in yeah. on the north coast, David. I wish, I wish, Dunluce <laughs> Castle. But I'm afraid it, it, it wouldn't be great for a venue because there's no roof on it. <laughs> but Carrie Castle would be good, actually. Yeah, that'd be another one. Yeah, yeah. But no, as you say, I mean, you know, yeah, we, we I obviously, this by moving from behind the screen into the public realm, it, there's costs and there's risks as well. There's lots of things involved. But but I think the, our, our view is that, you know, it's well worth um, taking that uh, leap because we can engage. Because, again, you'll remember, Peter, at the beginning of this year, February, I think it was, or end of January, roughly, well, you and I both uh, attended a, a live event put Comcast. on by yep. uh, Comcast, I think it was. And uh, that was a fantastic event. Uh, such and, and it links back to the three years of, COVID, because again, great to bring that up. That was about isolating us, I think, and making us feel alone. And you know, you just live in your bunker, hiding, you know, hiding the attic in case uh, the deadly virus gets you. Blah, blah, blah. Stay away from humanity. When we came together in in, fe- in at that at that event, which was put on by great guys, um, that was brilliant. It was a brilliant feel about the whole thing. You know, the Freds were there, Katie Hopkins was there, you were there, and so many great people were there. Um, Gareth Ike was there. Uh, I'm just trying to remember if I've Matt any. Hoy was there and gave Matt us a rendition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what? What I mean, to me, that kind of triggered me as well because I'm thinking this is the humanity that we want to reach out to. I, I would love to create that kind of atmosphere and in our events so people come along can really have a good time really enjoy themselves hear interesting things chatted about and you know it's it's a good it's a good night out and it's better than turning on the tv and being anesthetized by the uh you know the 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 trivia that that's discussed on that so yeah so i mean the people and i as you say some people have gone down this road but not many not many so you know, I mean, James Dellingpole's been great at doing these things, and uh, yeah, and, and I remember being at his event in Central London, and such a the weird thing was, I remember I went to the event and uh, went and sat down and looked over and thought, oh, "There's someone looks familiar, a big uh, load of blonde hair. Oh, it's Abby Roberts, and Abby <laughs> had was going to be on my show that weekend for the first time, yeah. so I just." It was good to connect with people who yeah. I hadn't met before um, and was able to chat to them face-to-face. And then a couple of days later, she was on my show or just had been on. And it's that personal contact and the friends were behind and uh, just walking around, chatting, engaging. That's what life should be about, shouldn't it? 
Yeah, it, it, it is that, that bond between human beings, being able to chat to people that, I mean, there's a huge difference, I think, between, and I'm sure you'd agree, between even a conversation like this, which is taking place in the digital space, and two people standing together in a room chatting. There's so it's much richer and 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 more immediate, and, and ultimately probably more memorable, can I say as well? So so uh, yeah, I I loved that that event we went to. And I know James has done these things. I know um, there's a few others have done them as well. I know Toby Young's done a wee bit of stuff uh, with uh, on his on his side of things. I just think that generally speaking, it's great to basically bring our sets of views and questions and and our, our opinions uh, out into the big bad world and uh, let people chat to us. You know? Oh, it is. And uh, James probably does the Delling Pod Live maybe two or three times a year, I think, kind of that. Yeah. Carl has done uh, Lotus Eaters Live. Um, mm. I think back a couple of years ago, I remember him doing one with, oh, I've forgotten, um, Pug doing a, a, a Nazi salute. Oh, what's it's his name? Big- Count Dankula. Count Um, And it was, I remember that was the first kind of type of live event I went to. I remember sitting up at the back and it was Carl, Count Dankula. Um, and I think that Gerard Batten actually also turned up and did some kind of comedy thing. And it was surreal. It was fun. It was great connecting people. Go out to the pub after. Um, And that was, again, a packed event. And everyone brings a different audience. Um, uh, That was earlier on with Lewis. That was, could actually have been before Lotus Eaters. I think it was Sargon of Akkad under that guise. And it was a, a certain group where you go to the Delling Pod, that may be a, a different group. And I know uh, you were up at um, at David Icke's event in Northern Ireland as a different group. Right. And and these events are kind of every, maybe every six months or so. Um, but maybe, yeah, it's good to touch on those because others have done great events. You Comcast uh, with, with James Delling Pod, with Carl, uh, with David Icke. I'm sure there are some others um, and those are good events, but I think there should be more events also. Yeah. Well, like, for example, when I went to David Icke's uh, event in, in Belfast there, whenever it was, but six weeks ago or whatever, again, Peter, very similar to the other experience, there was a tremendous feeling amongst the crowd. It was just feel good. And, and maybe it's because it gives a certain slice of the population the the people who watch you at Hearts of Oak, the people who maybe watch me as well, it gives them this way to come together. And it, and I came away totally energised from, from both events that I was at. Be, uh, and, and, and it was just brilliant to see people. You know, I mean, um, it, it's it's a connection that, that we need to make. And I also think getting away from the digital space so you're not totally reliant on that, because I worry about down the road with censorship and stuff you know, online, what will they be able to take away from us? So it would be nice to be able to build up a, a, an alternative uh, a platform, if you like, where you just meet people, just chatting to people, and you know, we can put on, bring great personalities on stage to chat about things. And um, yeah, I mean, what's not to like about that? And as I said, I find it tremendously energizing. So I, I'm grateful for to David Ike for putting on his event, uh, and for the Comcast guys for putting on their event. I know James Dellingpool recently did an event with David Icke. That was a 2-4. Um, so th- this is, I just think this is, an, it feels so right to be trying to do this. 
Uh, and, and I hope people obviously will come to our event because if they do, then there will be more such events. And, uh, you know, we've already kind of outlined where that might go. So, um, yeah, that's really, it's in the hands of uh, people. If you hit the click and visit uh, the link that Peter's given, then, you know, you can come and tell me what you think of me if you want. <laughs> I won't let, I won't, I won't pretend, I'll pretend not to be offended. Um, and, uh, yeah, listen to, you know, Carl Benjamin and Andrew as well. These are, I think these are great voices. And there's many, many other great voices too. So if we can... If, if you know, I just think it's a great experience. Watching something on a TV screen isn't the same as being there. Anyone who's ever been to a concert knows there's the concert environment, the live environment, the immediacy of all of that. And you can't replicate that third party remove. So, you know, we're, we're, we're bringing it to you. So hopefully you'll come to us. And of course, I'm looking forward to actually connect with people. It's great to actually get off the the online space and to connect with people. And and David and I will be there uh, chatting to you as you come in. I know that uh, Carl and Andrew uh, will be around as well. But I also think it's um, it is a step because um, I mean, for me and for David. It's a heck of a lot easier to sit in the corner of my spare room and film for David to sit there at home and yeah. film. The, the, life's easier that way, but I think it's often important to do things that are maybe a risk but have benefit and move you out of that. Um, and I think when you talk to people, you think, come out. Uh, come out it's a uh, uh, december evening so it's it's going to be a dark evening it might even be a bit of rain it, it won't be the warmest evenings but it's that coming together and connecting with with like-minded people but it is a it's a step not only for us david but it's a step for the public to actually make that journey and come out and make that decision that they want to connect with others yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it, it's so easy to do the stuff that we do, Peter. I could do podcasts all day long if I wanted. I can do this. It's not a bother. But 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 I want to be more challenged. I think in life, as a general rule, the more you challenge yourself, the better. So yeah. so so what I love about this is we're challenging. We have to, as you say, um, uh, be able to handle the accommodations of running a live event uh, and then hosting the live event. But that's all fine. Um, and, and for people coming out then, it's a chance for them also to get away from hitting the digital, you know, hitting on, going on Twitter or whatever, saying this, that and the other. Come, come, come see us uh, and come chat to us. And, you know, you know well, certainly as, as best we can, you know, we're more than happy to acknowledge you. I mean, that's what I found when I went to the David Icke thing. I was gobsmacked at the number of people who would come up and say hello to me. And, and it was brilliant because I don't, you know, the thing is, we know each other. There's, there's loads and loads of people who watch us and we, we don't know them beyond a name. So isn't it brilliant if you can put a face to the name and, 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 and say hello? And I mean, again, I think this comes out of the COVID thing. My, my felt, felt so strong sense was that for the first time during COVID, the lockdowns and all that, when there was the freedom rallies and there was, there was an energy in the crowds of the people who were protesting against all the stuff that was being done. And and to me, that's never left. That's still still there. That energy thing. And if we can direct that energy into things like this, just like the other guys have, then I think we're doing something and something that's probably quite maybe worthy as well, because we are connecting loads of people um, literally together. 
And in the evening, doors will open at uh, 6.30. Uh, we'll be there. I think it's important to talk about venue because I know Liz Phillips had a, an event, the Great Resist, up in it was Liverpool, and it was cancelled at the last moment. I know the Ikes um, have held back on the venue location until the last moment. Uh, we have said it's in central London. We put a, a W11 postcode, kind of that rough area. Um, and it's part and parcel of where we are. And I think it's important for us to not only respect the venue, but also realize that there is an opposition and there is a hit, not hope, and others that would want to see destruction, mayhem, um, and cause harm. And um, I think most of our viewers will be aware of that, David, but I think it's also important yeah. to point out, and it makes the, I mean, to have to jump through maybe an extra hoop, but that's sadly the world we live in. And at the moment, we need to accept it. Yeah, I mean that, that that's right. I mean we we've provided people with it is central London. We've provided the the postcode W11, approximately giving you that. Uh, and um, but as you say, we we live in a cancel culture. So by us coming out from behind the screens and going out into the big bad world, that's part of the risk that we face as well. So we have to be, as as you rightly say, we have to be sensible about things. We 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 know we've got a lovely venue. Everything's great about the. the that um it's just that if we were to be uh, if we give too much notice of these things it will be cancelled because the, unlike us we're happy to chat we're happy to talk to debate to argue all the rest of it and our, our guests andrew and carl likewise that's what we feed and live on but i'm afraid our enemies they don't want to have any chat they just want to shut you up that's it so, you know, they're not going to shut us off, but that's why we have to take these measures. So as you said, Peter, I'm sure the people who, who watch this and who know us understand that that's the reason for it. It's, it's just simply being uh, being sensible. And I think it's also important uh, for Andrew Bridgen because Carl has a, a huge support base. You can tune in to the Lotus Eaters podcast every one o'clock UK yeah. time for those of you on War Room Posse or watching stateside, that would be 8 a.m. Uh, so early on the East Coast or very early Pacific time, uh, 5 a.m. If you want to get up that early for Carl, I'll leave that up to you. But Carl has kind of that big reach and, um, and he has a lot of engagement. I think where Andrew, it's maybe slightly differently he is in a very hostile environment and every time he gets up to speak yep. there yeah. is that utter hatred of him mm -hmm. from those around um there's very little support from other mps they're all worried about the the party discipline and whether they will keep their jobs more than they are about uh, speaking truth so i think it's also vital for an event like this for hundreds of people to come together and to support someone like Andrew Bridge and for him to see that support because that will only embolden him and encourage him to continue to speak. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, I mean, Andrew's in a different position uh, to, to Carl insofar as, as you said. I mean, that House of Commons is like a, a nest of vipers. Uh, when when he tries to bring these issues up, and he's been, uh, we all know how disgraceful disgracefully he's been treated by the uh, the parliament the parliament itself. But um, I, I think it's good for an MP to to come along and to talk, and and undoubtedly he'll feel the wave of support 
for what he's been trying to do as well. Just like we felt that some of the things we've done together. And, and I think that would be fantastic because, um, you know, there will be uh, an election coming along in 2024. And mind you, some of his colleagues who don't feel sufficiently brave to support him to keep their seats, they might find that they don't have seats anyway. That would be such a tragedy, wouldn't it? But... Uh, <laughs> But, you know, Andrew has been sort of valiant in terms of what he said. And I just think, hey, listen, uh, you know, come along to this uh, London uh, event and uh, and give him your support. If you want to support an MP who's got a spine and a backbone and has asked the awkward questions, you know, just sitting back won't do it because he'd be sacrificed. You need to come along and support Andrew, every bit as much as Peter and myself and, and Carl. We, we, we need you to be there for Andrew Bridgen because it's not as if we've got any other MPs asking these questions. He's the only one. So how, how much value do you put in that is the question everybody watching has to um, consider. I put huge value on with Andrew Bridgen. You know, as I said at the beginning, he's not perfect, but my goodness, he's done so much. And how difficult for one person to do that against all the forces against him and there are forces against him oh completely and of course we would like to go different places in the uk and i think i would encourage our viewers to uh you can dm david or you can dm us yep. uh, you can message us you can let us know uh, what you would like uh, we've had a wealth uh, I, I mean i looking back at the guests that we have had on a hard to vote just just passing the 200 mark of guests on over 500 interviews and it is i realize i am hugely blessed to actually connect with so many great people uh, just back from Romania from the International COVID Summit 4 there and connecting with great time connected with Ryan Cole the whole issue on um on turbo cancer uh with with stephen hatful who we've had on before uh speak with a number of uh christian terhesh mep who i've seen speaking regularly in brussels uh i mean robert malone uh caught up with him and jill i mean there's so many great people and david i think we both what we both love about what we do is pulling those people together connecting with them and i think those are some of the u.s best uh, we've had so many uk and i think if we can go around the country and actually have a number of our uk speakers and personalities and individuals at some of these events then it means we can do this across the country start in london and move out and do elsewhere yeah the, yeah absolutely the plan on this is not to make it london centric it's just that london made the most obvious sense to to be the first one you know, and, and to, to do it as we are pre-Christmas. I mean, you know, the, the Oxford Street lights will be turned on. Or will they? I mean, do they have lights in Oxford Street? I'm not so sure anymore. Uh, anyway, um, London will be as festive as, it, as it's going to get. <laughs> so, you know, what what better way to give yourself and, and, and your partner, whoever, a bit of a treat. Come on out, say hello to Peter and myself and listen to Andrew chat and Carl chat as well. And we'll have a great evening. And, um, you know, as you said then, Peter, from London, basically, there's no limits. You know, there's so many places. I've already had people on to me about, could we come further north? I, and I under, totally, Peter and I fully understand that, that, you know, it's just that London made sense for the very first one. So I hope that makes sense to everybody. 
Yeah, we'll get everywhere. I mean, look at the Midlands and Derby or Nottingham, then going up to the northwest, yep. up Liverpool, Manchester, up the northeast, uh, right. Huddersfield or Newcastle, and yep. down southwest um, or southeast down to Kent. I mean, there, there, there are literally so many areas, and I, I think you, David, as well, want to go and meet people where they are um, and have that connection with people who have watched us and many of the guests online um, and to actually connect with them and spend time with them. Um, that's what it's about. And then move on from uh, not only entertaining, but educating and equipping. I mean, there there's so many parts to this and it's important to, uh, to build that community. And as censorship is online, uh, let's move back offline into the normal public sphere um, and I think that's probably where we've been pushed with the continual fight online. Actually, let's get to meeting in person and see what the authorities do on that. That's exactly right. That's exactly the point about this. It's it's kind of like uh, contrarian thinking because as the digital space is put under more and more pressure, and I mean, at the moment, we're fortunate because Elon Musk has exercised a degree of freedom on, on, on X slash Twitter. There's no guarantee that that's going to be there in five years' time. You know, you'd be very foolish to, to sort of to, to, to bet the, the family farm in that. So I think, yes, moving, the, moving out of this kind of, whilst simultaneously still doing this as long as we can, just makes sense. But I have no doubt, you know how censorious the legislations coming down the line are, not just from the British government, the European Union, WHO, all of that stuff. And, and look, folks, that's going to have a massive impact over time, over maybe, I think, between now and 2030. So what we want to do is basically get out and find another route at the same time so we're not totally reliant on it. Because as we saw in 2020, things can happen and just suddenly you're cut off. So we want to make the connections. We want to meet with all the great people Peter's talked about. We want to meet with everyone if we can and do that in a nice way over the you know the next time ahead and uh, and and build this as you say alternative uh, platform, which is the best platform of all people together. And yes, there will be an opportunity. I th- I, I think you did tell me uh, regarding with the venue is there will be uh, a pubs or whatever in the approximate vicinity. Oh, there are enough. There are enough uh, drinking establishments in the local vicinity. Uh, It's if people come and they're uh, in a wheelchair, then there's wheelchair access. There are pubs in the vicinity. It's walking distance from a tube station. Uh, There are so many buses along there. Uh, It's a major high street. I mean, it is so accessible. uh, And so many drinking establishments after. So when uh, when we finish up and leave the venue at nine, 30 there will certainly be opportunity to carry on the conversation elsewhere it won't be head home it'll be not making a whole evening off the off the day yeah we we will have seasonal good cheer for (laughs) definitely so you know that's why to me it's going to be a great night you know come along listen to the chat for a few hours and then head off and 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 we just have a, a chance to to mingle and and how what a better time of the year to do it really just what a couple of weeks before christmas so it could be you know uh, yeah i think it should be a, a great occasion and uh, and hopefully you know the people watching if you can be there you will be there just take it as the the david vance hearts evoke 
a load of cedars and Andrew Bridge and Christmas party all rolled into <laughs> one. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, a proper Christmas party because we'll, we'll all be there. Not an online one. We're not. So that's why getting out into the real world is exactly what what we want to do. Yep. Anything else we've missed, David? Anything else we can uh, we can throw in? We've got the topics. We've got great people coming and speaking. It'll be a chance to engage and have that personal contact to carry on the conversations after. Yep. Um, it's a, a great big space. We will have a lot of tickets available. Um, it's easily accessible. I mean, mm. it's a win-win. Anything else we've missed, David? I think the only thing is, and this will apply to a lot of your American um, viewers, Peter, and some of mine as well. I've had people saying to me, oh, sounds fantastic, amazing. We'd love to be there, but we're here. We are, you know, thousands of miles away, so we're not going to be there. So is it going to be available to watch afterwards? So that's the question, and I think the answer to that is, if we're able to do so, uh, folks, we will make it available as a, as a download that you'll be able to access uh, subsequent to the event. But there's no guarantees in that one at this point because, as Peter and I are finding, putting on these events, um, it, it, it's surprisingly stressful. <laughs> so trying to get the, the, the video bit sorted out, we, we totally will, certainly for 2024, definitely, definitely have that completely sorted. We know how to do it. It's just time, basically. But I think that's, that's the thing for people to, to understand that really the, the best guarantee of seeing the event is to be there for this event and for subsequent events, then there, there'll, there'll be other options. But, you know, please, if you can come make, make, make it uh, London calling, so to speak. A complete and and regards, we it won't be streamed. We thought there are two reasons for that. One, obviously, you've got the complexity of the first event, but then I think we thought actually it's the first event. It would be good just to give kind of exclusivity to people who do come along, make that effort. And I realize that many people watching, you're not close by London and you can't. And we get that. And as David said, we'll release, we will, we will aim to release it after. Uh, we will do our best, uh, technology notwithstanding, yeah. um, and our technical abilities, but we will strive to that. But we're not live streaming the evening because we do want to give, uh, I, I think, to thank those who actually are able to come along and make that yeah. trek because that that is a commitment that is um that is putting other things on hold other commitments and and making that decision to come so i think it's important to recognize that for the first one m- moving forward we may be able to live stream it moving forward yeah, that's that's exactly it. Yeah, we know it's a commitment on a December night. You know, when you could be sitting at home and sort of sitting in front of the fire and watching TV, to have to go and make the effort to get to the particular location. But but uh, but it is commitment. You know, our commitment. You can see both of us were a hundred percent into this one here. We're we're thinking about it into twenty twenty four and potentially thereafter. So we're really really focused on trying to bring the best conversations to you. And sometimes that's best achieved live, not uh, live in, in in the presence of, of everyone. So that's what we would we uh, that's what we're hoping to, to to achieve. Yeah. And of course, I'll repeat that uh, you w- will have to pay an amount uh, for the tickets, but uh, it's our first event, and we want this to be successful. And then 
off that to have other events uh, going forward for the other events we may be able to do offers available and and different money off things but we've tried to keep it as simple as possible uh, to make sure that the the costs are covered and then we can move forward so i think it's perfect to maybe invite a friend along, bring someone who maybe wouldn't normally have come across Andrew Bridgen or Carl Benjamin. Maybe somebody doesn't sit and watch Lotus Eaters at one o'clock or doesn't watch uh, Andrew Bridgen's many fantastic clips from Parliament speaking of. It's great actually to bring someone along, get them a ticket uh, and let them see who these people are, what they're about, uh, kind of immerse them into this world of actually speaking truth and pushing back against that authority and I think uh, it's an opportunity to have a friend who maybe has been on the sidelines on many of these issues bring them along let them hear truth from the front and I think they could go away change people yeah absolutely I mean no doubt about it there will be few people in the UK who have not been impacted by for example uh, the whole COVID the whole COVID tyranny thing there's all in all kinds of different ways so you know hopefully uh, you're sufficiently motivated from how that's impacted you in your life to come along and, and meet up with the only mp who's actually made a stand on on, on your behalf uh, and similarly there's very few people living in england anyway most definitely but arguably elsewhere who don't see the changing face of england and that's what Carl wants to chat about and, and have, you know, and, and having ex- exchanges around that. So these are fundamental uh, challenging the, 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 the narrative uh, issues and, and hopefully that you'll find them worthy of your time. So we hope, hope you'll be there. And let's just leave people again with that uh, live in London, 12th of December. I think it's Tuesday, the 12th of December. Andrew Bridgen MP, the only one who has spoken up against the lockdowns, against vaccine harm, and recently against the WHO and their agenda. Carl Benjamin, Lotus Eaters, built one of the most important, essential media operations here in the UK. And we'll be there. Anna is sponsored by Hipton, Hypno, Quantum Hypno. Quantum. Uh, and the details are there. Me and just touch on that uh, on the sponsor. Yeah, that's right. We, we should say we should actually say yes. A big thanks to uh, Quantum Hypno and the folks there for 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 the, for the incredibly generous support. Again, it's all of our community coming together, you know, and and that's that's why it's so important. If you can come 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 along and be part of this, because this will then grow, and you can say, well, I was there from the start. So a lot of you folks I know are are are, are critical thinkers. Uh, critical thinkers this is the place to come in December wonderful well I think on that we'll leave another individual who's had great events is Bob Moran um, and great cartoons using media Um, maybe he will join us at a future event who knows but he's another one of the individuals who's taken the risk and been cancelled which just shows the risk you have in these events so um, I think on that, we'll finish up. David, thank you, as always. Always good to chat. And uh, we recorded it so the, the world can get to watch it as well as, as opposed to just us having a chat. Yep. So thanks for your time. My pleasure. And the next time, Peter, that I'll see you and you'll see me, we'll be live in London, December the 12th. So 
you get to see us actually in 3D, assuming I'm not a hologram, which of course is always a possibility. But yes, look forward to it, Peter, and thank you. So good. So thank you to our viewers and uh, all the links are in the description. Uh, make sure and go to Ticket Taylor and you can get your ticket. Uh, any questions, just DM David or myself and we'll come back to you. So um, and if you want to email directly, heartsvoke.info at heartsvoke.org, drop us an email, any questions you have. But um, look forward to seeing as many of you as possible in central London on Tuesday, the 12th of December. Doors open 6.30 and we'll see you from 7 o'clock. So thank you and and goodbye to you all. If you like what we do, sign up to our mailing list. Donate, share, and subscribe to our many platforms at heartsofoak.org. Thank you for listening.